Welcome to a Biblical Perspective Podcast, where God's point of view matters. I'm your host, Prophet C.T. Johnson. This podcast is designed to expand you beyond the mind's cultural and theological limitations about the Bible and what it teaches. Prepare for the challenge of becoming a critical thinker, analyzing life from God's perspective. Boldly and unapologetically, I'll address the ills and issues of our day using scripture as the frame of reference. Get ready to empower your thinking and change your life. Now, let's hear what God has to say. Greetings. Welcome to another episode of a Biblical Perspective Podcast, the podcast designed to expand you beyond the mind's cultural and theological limitations about the Bible and what it teaches. I'm your host, Prophet C.T. Johnson, and as always, it's a joy to have this opportunity to empower your thinking and change your life from God's perspective. Well, today I'm joined with, that's right, another special guest guest, Apostle Stephen Holt Sr. for Apostolic Dialogue, Part 1. For the past two weeks, we have been engaged in prophetic dialogue, and I've shared with you that for the sev- for the next several weeks, we're going to have what I'm calling apostolic and prophetic dialogue. We'll be conversing with apostles and prophets from across the country. And so the past two episodes, we have been engaged in prophetic dialogue with Assistant Chief Prophet Angela Powers and Chief Prophet Tyler Price. And today we are kicking off apostolic dialogue with Apostle Stephen Holt. So, Get ready because I'm telling you, if you have been with us the past several weeks in regards to this apostolic and prophetic dialogue, you already know what's what's in, what you're in store for. You already know. But before we dive into into today's episode. I want you to go to my website, ctjohnson.org, and sign up to receive your free monthly empowering thought e-letter. The e-letters will provoke you to expand your thinking beyond life's limitation. All right. And within this new year of 2022 and beyond, you need to break beyond and break out of the limitations that people, circumstances and situations are endeavoring to put on you. So go sign up right now to receive absolutely free your monthly empowering thought e-letter from yours truly. Also, prayerfully consider partnering with C.T. Johnson Ministries and a Biblical Perspective podcast, and you can do that by going to ctjohnson.org forward slash partnership. Partnering and supporting enables me to continue empowering lives all around the world. All right. Now prepare to think critically as we engage today's subject matter with my special guest, Apostle Stephen Holt Sr. Remember to write down at least two empowering points that stood out to you about today's episode and email them to admin at ctjohnson.org or post it in a Biblical Perspective podcast group on Facebook. Are you ready? Let's hear what God has to say. The doctor, the apostle Stephen Holt Jr. Let me formally introduce him and then I'm going to allow him to greet you and say hello to you. He is the senior leader of Kingdom Nations Church in Oregon. He is a commissioned apostle under New Era Apostleship Restitution, where our chief apostle is none other than Dr. Paula Ann Price. He is a business owner, Tri Excellence. He's an entrepreneur. He is everywhere that God needs him to be. And so, without further ado, welcome to Empowerment Monday, my friend, my brother. And I love this man of God. Also, side note, he is humorous, I'm telling you. And that's one of the reasons, among many others, that I love him because he is just like me, I think, in many ways. But, Dr. Holt, <laughs> Pastor Holt, welcome, sir. Say hello to us. Greetings and welcome. Well, thank you very much. I'm glad to be in the space. Uh, excited about an opportunity for us to interact, dialogue, talk about the things of God, think about 2022, uh, position ourselves in a way to gain clarity and confidence. And I think clarity and confidence is connected to competence, that if you understand something, then you aren't afraid of it. 
It's the things that we don't understand, the things that we're not clear about that cause fear. It's like, why are people afraid of the dark? Well, they don't know what's in it. And so they create all kinds of ideas around it. But if you turn the light on, all of a sudden you don't have to be afraid. You can see clearly. So I look forward to some conversation that prayerfully tonight will give us some moments where we can say, I can see clearly now. The fog is gone. The strange is gone. The fear is gone. So uh, thanks for being uh, who you are. And I appreciate your invitation into tonight's moment and talk about what I believe is in front of us for 2022 and for the sons and daughters of the king, the elect. It's a great time to be alive. Yes, sir. Oh, I just want to add one thing. Junior is my son. So I'm senior. So yes, uh, did I say junior? I'm so you I'm so did. Sorry. That's okay. I know you know. <laughs> I know you know. This is Dr. Stephen Holt, senior. All right. He is senior. He paved the way for junior. All right. <laughs> so yeah, thank you. Let's let's make sure we clarify. He is Absolutely. senior. Amen. But uh, I'm excited to have you. And again, thank you. I know that you are indeed a productive individual. I don't necessarily like using the word busy because you can be busy and not productive. You can be busy engaged in uh, devilment. You can be busy engaged in things that are not uh, beneficial to anyone. But I do know that you are a very productive person in the kingdom in corporate America, in the secular arena. So I thank you sincerely for taking time to be with me on tonight. Listen, I'm telling you, y'all need to share, share, and share because he already came out the gate talking about confidence. Listen, so you already know, you already got a little taste of where we're going tonight. So we're going to, uh, for the sake of you that may be watching for the first time, I'm going to recap very briefly. And what I mean by recap, I'm going to... uh, take us back to two powerful statements that were made by Hmm. Assistant Chief Powers and Chief Prophet, Assistant Chief Prophet Angela Powers and Prophet Chief Prophet Tyler Price that we're going to use as a segue into the dialogue for tonight. And so again, I want to encourage you all, as I have been for the past two weeks, don't allow this time of, of, of dialogue where God is is, is expressing uh, his mind where he is revealing, rolling out, outlining for us what is not just going to happen in 2022, but beyond. And truly, mm-hmm. apostles and prophets of God, we're not limited uh, because God is not limited to 12 months. Right. And so we are allowing God to take us through the steps and the process of what's happening what's on the horizon as it pertains to this year and beyond, and even more importantly, what our responsibility and roles are. And so as I have been encouraging you to understand, listen, we are not in a era or dispensation where we are the focus. That day is over. All right. God is the focus, what he wills, what he desires, what he intends is going to come to pass. And with that having been said, I want to start, Apostle Holt, with a comment that Chief Prophet made on last week. I'm telling you, of course, you know both of these women of God and Lord have mercy. Mm-hmm. They yes. really took us into a realm. And I want to, let me remove one thing so we all can see clearly. All right. So she said, a lot of things are suspended until further notice until the king gets what he wants, all right? And what she meant by that as far as, uh, you know, of course, when we enter into a new year, people have their New Year's resolutions, they have their goals, they have their objectives, things that they want to accomplish within the first few months of the year. But Chief Prophet said, again, she said, many things, a lot of things, and this is a quote from her, are going to be suspended until further notice, until the king gets what he wants. And then assistant chief said to us, individuation, individualism and narcissism won't be tolerated in 2022. She went on to say, God demands that we come into the maturation of the mind of Christ. And Mm -hmm. so I wanted to start there to help us understand that contrary 
to a lot of the quote unquote prophetic words and, and utterances that have gone forth. This is your year of the double uh, harvest time. God's going to do it for you in 2022. Glory. Uh, all of that. But what we need to understand, as God told me very clearly, he said, this year is about him. This year, it is about bringing to the forefront, bringing to fruition, bringing to fruition what God's will, his purpose and plan is. Individualism, individuation, narcissism, all about you and your family that yeah. has come to an end. What say yeah. you, sir? So and I appreciate that. Thank you uh, for giving me the context of those comments. And so there are three things I'm going to say first uh, uh, in response to that. The first statement is, it is God moving to the center. And when God comes into the center, then nothing else can occupy that center. Nothing else can occupy the space that God is occupying because God fills everything. God is complete. God is entire. And so uh, the reality of, of those principles or those comments or those concepts is that the king is coming. King in his authority, in his sovereignty, in his rulership is coming. <clears throat> and when he comes, comes to occupy the entire environment. When he comes, he comes to take over. He doesn't come to participate. He doesn't come to be an accessory. He doesn't come to be on the side to observe. He comes as a king, as any king, as an earthly king would. An earthly king would come into an environment and the entire kingdom comes with that earthly king. That earthly king takes over the entire territory, the entire arena, the entire realm. We have a little bit of that understanding, not completely because we live in America. And so we vote in our leaders and we vote out our leaders, et cetera, et cetera. But when a president comes to the city, the city shuts down. Wherever the president is, that city is halted. It is paused. It is not uh, uh, able to keep functioning or operating like it normally does. Traffic jams, traffic backup. People can't drive on certain streets. People are caused to exit buildings, et cetera, because the president has come in, into the arena. Well, when the king came into an environment, he would take over the entire village. He would take over the farmlands. He would take over all of the areas surrounding it, and it now became the kingdom. It now became the ownership, the rulership, the very uh, space and place of the king's authority. That's what's going to happen in, let me say it differently. We're going to see more of that happening in 2022 because it isn't like it's just going to start. It's been happening. So we're going to see more of that in 2022. Let me be more specific. We're going to see more of the sovereign acts of God. We're going to see him demonstrate uh, what many people are not familiar with. They're familiar with God as Savior, but not God as sovereign. Mm. And he was sovereign before he was Savior. And I would argue- Explain that, that Apostle. Break, break that down for those that really have no understanding of the difference between Savior sovereign. and sovereign. Yes, sir. Because that's that, good. Oh, absolutely. Thank you. And I will, let me say that I believe that Savior was, in, was a sovereign act, that the salvation of Jesus mm. was because of sovereignty. Yes, and sir. so sovereignty in its basic sense means self-governing. It means to govern yourself. The yes, second sir. dimension of sovereignty is authority and power. That if you're going to be self-governing, you have to have the authority to be self-governing and you have to have the power to be self-governing. You cannot be self-governing without power and without authority. Power, strength, might, etc., authority, the capacity, the rulership, and, and um, uh, the voice. And so those are the, the, the first two aspects. But the third aspect, which I think is the God aspect of sovereignty, is that God has the right to do whatever he wants to do with whomever he wants to do, whenever he wants to do. So God has the right to do whatever he wants to do, whatever he wants to do, whenever he wants to do it, with whomever he wants to do it. Let me give you some scripture there. Psalm 24, verse 1, the earth is the Lord's, the fullness thereof, the world, and they that dwell therein. So it means the ownership of the earth is God's. All of the age of the time of the space, the world, belongs to God. All of the people on the earth belongs to God. And so God has a right to do with the earth he created and the time he gave it 
and the people he put on it, whatever he wants to do, whenever he wants to do, however he wants to do. And we're going to see the sovereign acts. We're going to see God show up and just interrupt some stuff. And so when Chief Tala says that some things are going to be suspended, I use the word interrupted. And we're living in the interruption. That's why I had to pause and say, it's not like we're thinking it's about to happen. We're already in it. God's sovereign acts and the display of interruption happened in March of 2019 like we never saw. Yes, sir. The world was put Absolutely. on pause. Absolutely. Right? The world was brought into a pause. And then all of the, the, the things that transpired uh, as a result of that. But even prior to uh, March of 2019, the social upheaval, the economic disrest, the natural disasters, all of those are the demonstration of, of season shifting, of times changing, of things being altered. And I believe it's also connected to what's going on in the unseen realm. And so what happens in the unseen realm controls what happens in the seen realm. It isn't the seen that controls the unseen, it's the unseen that controls the seen. Right. And so whenever God is about to bring a shift, I want somebody to catch this one. Whenever God is about to bring a shift environment, he releases us. Mm. Whenever he's about to bring mm. a change, whenever he's about to, apostles shift eras. That is part of the purpose and part of the uh, uh, dynamic of the office. Apostles shift eras. The wow. first um, example of that is and the, uh, uh, a prime example of an apostolic anointing, calling, sentness, um, responsibility is Moses. Moses was introduced in era to right. change a time, to change a dynamic, to move the people of God from one space into another space. And those people of God were living in an interruption. They were living in a pause. They were living in a time where God was actively engaged in the earth as he is now, actively engaged in the earth, not to suggest that he hasn't been. And so um, sovereignty is significant. The shifting of an era is significant. And therefore, since God is being centered, humanity is being decentered. Mm. So Whoa. we are moving from the center. You can't have both. Wow. We can't have wow. God at the center and us at the center at the same time. And so, Prophet, part of the challenge that's been going on and part of the lie that's been happening is that God's going to have our back. And that God's going to promote our dream. And God's going to bring to pass what right. we desire. No, no, no. God's going to alter us and cause us to join the purpose for which we were birthed into the earth. We have a reason to be here. We don't last forever. He does. It isn't our purposes that should matter as much as his purpose should matter. We are here to join what he has already intended. He is not here to join what we intend. And so when we talk about the centering of God, the reason why it's in a pause, the reason why it's going to be altered, the reason why there's this interruption is because God is prioritizing what he wants in the earth. Yes, sir. Yeah. Mm. Wow. This is good. Listen, listen. Now, you know, uh, being around uh, the Paula Price universe, you you, you know, I, I, I got I got my sound effects. All right. <laughs> I, I got the sound effects. So I... I, I <laughs> I had to hit my bell right there because you said some <laughs> powerful, powerful things that I don't want us just to whiz by. All right. Yes, sir. Okay. Now, uh, uh, one, you said among many, you said apostles shift eras. Apostles yes, sir. shift eras. Elaborate yes, on that a little more because, of course, you know, unfortunately, uh, we're in a day and time where the apostles, the apostleship, the prophet, those offices have been. Uh, uh, extracted. Those Absolutely. have been labeled as extinct. They're no Absolutely. longer needed. But of course, we know that's not true. We know that the church was birthed, of course, uh, through the apostles. And right. prophets are the oldest office in regards to the the, the, the fivefold, even the threefold, the governmental uh, uh, offices, as it were, versus the ecclesiastical. But take us uh, unpack yes. that some more. That apostleship yeah. errors help people to understand the role and the responsibility of the apostle and what that even looks like. You touched it, but what does that look like? The shifting of the errors. Well, I appreciate you hitting the term office. Apostleship is an office. If you look at the word apostle, in the word is the word post. 
It is a positioning. It is a set place. It is an intentional sending with a intentional responsibility. The office is uh, established from the institution. The office is established as a representative of the kingdom. It would be like um, to, to use our government structure because we understand that the government of God is the kingdom of God. We understand it's the kingdom of heaven. To use a example of our current government, use um, uh, our style of leadership, I would say that an apostle is equivalent to an ambassador. So an ambassador represents the interests and the voice and the intents of the nation from which they come, the nation that sent them, the nation that empowered them, the nation that released them, the ambassador only speaks the mind of the nation, only speaks the intent of the nation, only speaks the heartbeat of the nation, represents the nation, carries the nation, so is God's apostle. God's apostle does not carry their own opinion, does not carry their own perspective, does not carry their own agenda, does not carry their own dream or own desire. The only reason why the apostle exists, a post exists, the office exists, is to advance the intent of God in the earth. So many people would say, oh, that's a closed office. That's not happening anymore. I would give you two scriptures. I'd give you 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 28. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 28, and I give you Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11 through 13. Let me use Ephesians 4, verse 11 through 13. It says, and he himself gave uh, some to be apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers for the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying, the building up of the body of Christ. Until we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. So I would ask the question, have we come into the unity of the faith? Have we come to the fullness of the measure of the stature of Christ? Is the body of Christ at work? Have the saints been equipped? Well, if the saints haven't been equipped, do we still need pastors? Yes. Do we still need teachers? Yes. Do we still need evangelists? Yes. And how could we remove the prophet and the apostle? The very first officers 1 Corinthians 12, 28 says, is apostles first, then prophets, right. then teachers. So the Bible makes it clear. Now the people would argue, you know what? There was a criteria in order to be a true apostle. And that was you had to see the Lord. Okay, I'll go with that. Let's run with that. And I say, amen. I agree with that 100%. Yeah. Right? See the Lord how? There were 11 that walked with Jesus in uh, uh, his earthly ministry. But there's this guy who wrote over two thirds of the New Testament. Come on, sir. How did he see the Lord? He saw the Lord in a vision. He saw the Lord in a vision, and then it was confirmed through his actions and through his activity. It was confirmed that he had absolutely seen the Lord. How? By the change of his life, the radical alteration of his life, and two, by the full com commitment to advance continue the work Jesus began. So how do we know an apostle today? By the radical change of their lives. There is a radical interruption of their life. There is, for every apostle, every apostle of God, God is going to wreck your life. Your life will be radically altered. It will be completely changed. Your agenda will change. Your priorities will change. Your pursuits will change. And then number two, there will be proof. There will be evidence. And part of that evidence is by the centered message to advance what Jesus continued. So when we talk about an apostle, that's what an apostle is. Why do apostles shift eras? Why do they change times? Why does God open this ministry up again? Because the apostle houses everything. The apostle houses the entirety of God's agenda and intent. Apostles outdate the church. Before there was a church, right. there were apostles. Yes, sir. Before there was a church, they outdated yes, the church. The and and you cannot have you can have <clears throat> you cannot have a church without an apostle. You can't have apostles without a church. Mm. Jesus walked the face of the earth. He raised up apostles. They didn't have a church, but they had apostles. <laughs> but when the church was birthed, the church yes, was sir. birthed out of apostles. Yes, sir. It was a, 
Acts chapter one, Acts chapter two, just read your Bible. Just, just look at the text. That's why I like to quote and refer to the scripture and the changing of eras, the shifting of eras is because the apostle, the officer of the kingdom is released into the earth for the purpose of advancing God's kingdom in the earth. And as God's kingdom expands and as God kingdoms, as God's kingdom influences, he needs his officers to do that work. God is not physically here, but his officers are. And he's at work releasing his wisdom, releasing his insight through the apostle and the prophet in order to establish that which he wants to be done. So I hope that makes sense. Can we talk about shifting eras? Listen, it makes Bible scriptural sense. It makes God sense, all right? Mm -hmm. Everything that you have laid out has been validified and backed with the scriptures. And that's why I love talking with you, conversing with you. And I wanted you to be a part to help establish the apostolic portion and aspect of this dialogue. Uh, because as you forementioned, and as of course, Doctor, as Dr. Price teaches and you as well, apostles go first. Apostles yeah, yeah. Uh, are the individuals that God uses to establish and to lay the groundwork and, and to manifest the blueprint in the earth. And so I want you to help us understand the not just disservice, but the the, the, the detriment that mm-hmm. one causes and allows to enter their life when they shut out the founding officer that God established to help bring us into the understanding of his mind, the understanding of his realm, his world, his universe. How important, how significant, how vital is it that we develop an appetite for the voice of true, authentic apostles? Help us with that, sir. So so I'm going to start with the end and I'll go back to to the beginning. Um, The authentic voice of the apostle, the authentic voice of the prophet is going to be to advance God's agenda in the earth mm-hmm. and to position themselves to protect God. That wow. this officer protects God. That wow. this officer advances God. That this office is not committed, please don't get offended, to the people. They're not committed to protecting the people and, and caring for and advancing the people. No, these officers exist to protect God and advance God, to advance God's agenda in the earth. And the agenda of God is for the conversion of the people. It isn't for the comfort of the people. It isn't for the coddling of the people. It isn't for the carrying of the people. It is for the conversion of the people. Jesus says to Peter, he gives him this message. And when you are converted, We must be changed. We must be altered in order to uh, move into God's society. We've got to be changed to move into a society that existed before we did. The, The realm of heaven and the heavenlies was a full civilization before humanity. And God had something show up in that civilization that could not continue. It could not operate. He had a coup. He had an uprising. He had a rebellion. He had a resistance. He had an individual who decided they were going to do their thing their way. And God said, not here. And that individual then took a third of the other group, the angels, and they had a coup. They had a moment. But God cast that out. God, Revelation chapter 12, if you need to read it, God cast that out. And he says, woe to the earth. For the devil, the the great serpent, also known as the devil, has been cast down to you, well, to the earth and to the sea. And the devil has great wrath, for he knows he has a small time. Here's the reality of our work. The reality of our work is to prepare a people for eternity, to prepare a people for God's environment, to prepare a people for God's civilization, because God's not going to have in his civilization civilization what he already cast out. 
Wow. It's not going to have people come back independent, come back uh, doing their own thing, come back centered in themselves, come back. Look, I know that I'm not perfect, but I got grace and I got mercy. And God, God know my heart. God got me and blah, blah, blah. No, 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 come no, on, no, sir. no. You don't get to go into that civilization. And so God then gives an imprint. The Bible says this in the book of Peter, first Peter says their prophecy is not of private interpretation. Right. It didn't come by the will of man. It didn't come by the will of the flesh. It comes as the revelation of God. So I say that. So that's my answer to the second part. But here's the first part. And here's why you don't want to cancel the apostle, the apostle and the prophet. My statement is, who wrote the scriptures? Did the <laughs> pastors write a Bible? Come on, sir. Did the pastors write a book? Did the pastors write a paragraph? Did the pastors get a sentence? Apostles penned the scripture. Holy men of God moved, wrote as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. The apostles penned it and the prophets penned it. Right. Now right. think about the deception of the enemy. The deception of the enemy to remove these two scripture authorizing mantles would be then to set you up to not have people who can appropriately discern and decipher the very text that has been given to us to prepare us for a civilization that does not belong to us. Mm -hmm. I need to say that again. The two mantles that can decipher the text that was given to us to prepare us for a civilization that does not belong to us, we remove them and then we get this phony prophecy where it's always about you and your blessing mm -hmm. and God's gonna make your name great in the earth. Why should God make your name great in the earth? Why? Bye. God's going to give you the car. God's going to give you the job. God's going, God's going, God. So he's just the bellhop of heaven now that just does whatever we want as if he didn't put us in the earth with a purpose, as if he didn't put us in the earth with a responsibility, as if he didn't put us in the earth for something that he intended. We join him. He yes, doesn't sir. join us. We join him. This mission is about delivering us from us. Not just Ooh. from darkness, not just from hell, not just from sin, but to deliver us from oh us. Wow. So wow. that we can join him. And that's wow. what that's what happens when we lose the apostle. That's what happens when we lose a genuine prophet. We are then left with evangelists. It's all about salvation. The pastor, it's all about carrying, cuddling, coddling, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. keeping. Mm -hmm. The pastor is going to do everything they can to keep their flock, keep, That's keep it. their sheep, keep their folk. And so pastors are divisive by nature. What? Oh, all right. Hold on. I got, I got to hit my bell. Hold on. <laughs> hold on right there now. Hold on, apostle. Hold on. I got to hit my bell. You said <laughs> apostles are divisive by nature. Now, that's a fire starter right there. And pastors the, are. Pastors yeah, are divisive. Pastors. Pastors are divisive by nature. Elaborate on that a little more, because I know you, 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 you already, you know, struck a nerve with with, with some folk. And that's why I love dialoguing with you because you're like me. You, you throw you, you throw the rock and don't hide your hand. So I, <laughs> so come on, just just unpack that a little more. Pastors listen, are divisive listen, by nature. Listen, I'll just give you some practical examples, man. I've lived in the city of Portland or thereabouts all my life. I have pastoral friends people that I've talked to for ages about collaborative ministry, about coming together, about taking the region, that we could do more things together than we can apart and the brothers won't move because they're keeping their spaces, their sheep, their spots, trying to grow their ministries. And everything in school taught us to grow your ministry, not grow the kingdom, we think that in growing our ministry, we're growing the we're kingdom, growing, right. but folks won't step down, step out of the seat, step out of the space, step out of the way, even those who don't even have passion for the seat anymore. And so what happens is over and over again, we have individuals in spaces, in places, trying to hold on to stuff that doesn't belong to them. None hmm. of these people belong to a pastor. They belong to the Lord. The pastor is an under-shepherd. God is the over-shepherd. And, and the attitude of the pastor ought to be, I have an opportunity to help them develop, help them grow, help them move into the position of what God's intention is for them. And if I've got them for six months or 60 years, I appreciate the privilege of being able to pour into them for the purpose of equipping them to do the work of God. Pastors are divisive by nature because pastors want to hold on to their flock. Mm. And so mm. there's a limitation. 
There's there's there is a uh, an absence of a willingness to to interact to to really build a sense of unity and camaraderie collaboration uh, cohesion unless maybe you're part of my denomination. That's it. That's right. It. Wow. Right. And that isn't the mind of God, the heartbeat of God. We were never to be a people of denomination. That's I, I won't even get into that one. That's a whole nother piece to peel back. But divisive by nature. And I don't mean that they're mean spirited. I don't mean right. that they're ill intended. Right. Right. I mean that under the conviction and under the understanding of what a pastor is to do, they're trying to protect their flock, etc. Yeah. Wow. Listen. Share, share. If you're just coming in, I am engaged in apostolic dialogue with the one and only apostle, Dr. Stephen Holt Sr. Listen, he has definitely laid wisdom out. He is unpacking and unfolding for us the purpose of the apostle, why the office is yet functioning, why the office is necessary. Uh, so I need you to share, share, share. And hashtag God is not the bellhop of heaven. Lord have mercy. <laughs> that right there. Y'all hashtag that God is not the bellhop of heaven. Listen, now, Apostle, as we move further, I want you to uh, share with us, take some liberty and share with us what the Lord has been sharing, unfolding, downloading to you as yeah. it pertains to 22 and beyond. I had, uh, I, I was, I was greatly, uh, uh, challenged and and empowered and enlightened when you shared on New Year's Eve virtually the word of the Lord uh, at the Congregation of the Mighty uh, uh, with Dr. Paula Price. You shared virtually what the Lord has released and been dealing yeah. with you concerning. So take some time, sir, and 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 just flow as God would lead and 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 help us, or rather, bring us into what the Lord has been bringing you into and revealing to you regarding the year that we're in and what is also on the horizon. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. I um, I think we've tapped into some of it in our discussion and in our dialogue. And I think the two uh, comments uh, from Prophet Powers, Assistant Chief Powers, and then Chief Tala speak into it uh, about God suspending some things and then God uh, disrupting those things that are about us, about our humanity. The thing that God has put on me about uh, 2022 and going forward is, I said, it's cuffing season. It's it's cuffing season. And many people know cuffing season uh, from the standpoint of uh, September, October, when the weather begins to change and, and the days start getting, the daylight starts getting less and the dark starts getting greater. People have this desire to link up. They have a desire to hook up. They have a desire to boo up. And what God is putting on me is that it is time to link up. It is time to connect. It is time for coupling. And it is time for collaboration and connecting, but not from a flesh place, but from a place of fully linking up with him, of fully committing ourselves to him, of really yielding all of what we are to him, that the love of our life becomes the life of our love, that the love of of our life becomes the life of our love. Let me explain that a little bit. The idea of the life of your love is that God gets your full attention, that God gets your full commitment, that God gets your full investment, your full involvement, that God is no longer an accessory, that God isn't the, the uh, afterthought, that he isn't the byproduct, that he isn't on the sideline, but we really move him into the center where we go to this place of seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness really means submitting to the kingliness, submitting to his rulership, submitting to his sovereignty, where I involve myself, you involve yourself, we involve ourselves in this position of God, why am I here? What is it that you want? And, and how do I participate with you? Purposefully, intentionally, specifically, uh, uh, engaging my heart uh, completely. Dr. Price calls Jesus her honey man, calls him um, uh, uh, a sweetie pie Jesus. She has these wonderful nicknames for him, and she's communicating that he is the love of her life. It is interesting to me how many Christians, how many believers who believe God don't really like him. They might love him, but they don't really like him. They don't really like his intrusion, don't really like his interruption, don't really like his redirection, don't really like his correction, don't really like 
his exhortation. But the Bible says whom the, lo whom the Lord loves, he corrects. Whom the Lord loves, he chastens. The chastening of God is really uh, uh, the demonstration of his mercy and his grace. He could ignore us. He could overlook us. He could leave us. But he loves us enough to correct us, to redirect us for his purposes. And so number one, and this cupping thing, this linking thing is that we boo up with God that we link up with God, that we fully surrender. It is time for believers to really come a hundred. You know, the common colloquialism of the day is, I'm going to keep it a hundred. Well, we need to keep it 100 by giving 100% of our best effort, our best intent, our best ability, our best capacity, our full capacity to God. That's number one. And number two of coupling is we must move into a place of getting connected to heaven to earth communication. Heaven to earth communication. Where are the houses that are communicating God's mind to God's people? For the very elect, for the saved, for the delivered, what is the mind of God at this time? Where are you hearing the messages that are pulling you in to centering God and decentering you? getting you out of the way, getting you out of the out of the, the center where your pursuits and your goals and your efforts are no longer about yourself. Now, let me tell you why I say that. I say that because uh, 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 prior to 2014, when I had a, a, no, it was about 2012, I had a massive divine interruption. I was pastoring a church that was like the fourth largest church in the city, and we were growing and we were booming, and all of a sudden everything turned. Um, the, the finances dropped. We lost 80% of our finances. Really, it was 2008 when it happened, but it took about four years for it to, to fully manifest in our ministry. Uh, 10 full-time staff, and then uh, we lost 80% of the revenue. People began to relocate and look for work and so forth, and the church went through a foreclosure. I didn't understand what was happening because I had been raised in and connected to a ministry or faith ministry. Teach faith, work their faith, teach them how to stand in faith, teach them how to speak in faith. And so uh, we had done a, a variety of things that were established in our ministry and established in our house. One of those was God likes us. I had everybody saying this, God likes us, God likes us a lot. <laughs> and we were running around saying that. And when we ran into this hard place, I did not have a reservoir. I didn't have a capacity. I didn't have a space. I didn't have a foundation to know how to handle this interruption. No one had taught me that. When God says no, or when God decides there's something I've designed you for that you're not living into, and there's something I've purposed you for that you're not participating in, that I've got a plan that you don't have. I didn't have space for that. It was a massive wrestling match for me when everything came to a halt and we lost the property. Wow. And we, we put all kinds of words on it. We spoke into the atmosphere, commanded the heavens, called in the angels, and God said, uh-huh, I'm going to let it close. That was my uh, apostleship transition. That was my Damascus road. That was my time of God radically interrupting my life. This idea of number two, of linking up, uh, uh, booing up, connecting up with a ministry that communicates a centered reality of God is because if you don't, you're going to have a Damascus road moment. You're going to have a time where everything stops working. I speak to you prophetically and I speak to you honestly. There's going to be a space where nothing will work. God is going to shut down everything that he's not interested in. Mm. And we can be we can be ignorantly wow. pursuing things thinking it's God That's until it. he interrupts us. So first one is to boo up fully with Jesus. Second is to really connect with a ministry that centers the Lord and helps you understand and empowers you uh, uh, with the tools, the capacities, the clarity to live into your purpose for being here. And then the third one is to connect, is to collaborate, is to uh, uh, find others that you can participate with. The one-on-one -on -one day is over. The superstar right. ministry has been done. God is not trying to make someone's name great. He wants to make his name great. And God uses teams to do that. When Jesus sent forth his workers, how did Send them to cinnamon groups, cinnamon, cinnamon in, in, in relationships, cinnamon connected, uh, um, a dynamic Paul and Silas, Paul and Barnabas. There's always been a responsibility of a collaborative and a connective work. 
unfortunately, especially here in America, we are wonder working wonders by ourselves. Mm. We operate God as a big name, as the big effort. You don't know what God's called me to do. I know right. what God's called me to do. You don't have to understand the call of God on me. <laughs> and you don't have to uh, affirm the call of God. God's going da 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 da. I know what the Lord told me. Right. Well, listen to what God's saying. God is saying you need a team. You need a partner. You need some folks working alongside you and pulling you up. The Bible says in the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter four, two are better than one. That's and so uh, the word of the Lord is that we need to center him like never before. We need to boo up, give 100 percent. Number two, we need to put ourselves in submission to where we can be developed mm. in those ministries that are communicating this heaven to earth reality, not earth to heaven heaven to earth reality. And then number three, we need to collaborate and connect. We need to be in partnership with others. Wow. Listen, I am over here, Apostle Hope, taking notes. I'm not just ingesting, but I'm digesting. And right. I said this last week, I said it uh, ever since we entered into these apostolic prophetic discussions. And I will reiterate and say it again to you, those whom are listening. I trust that you are digesting because the church is good at ingesting, taking in. Come on, sir. We're not good at digesting, processing it, uh, allowing the Holy Spirit to break it down because we don't do anything with it once we ingest it. We just sorry. put it on the shelf. We uh, you know, stick the notes in our Bibles and we put the notepad up until next Sunday, until next Wednesday. But during the week, we don't take what was disseminated what was downloaded, what was poured into us. We don't digest it. We don't pray. We don't go back and read the notes. We don't rehearse. We don't listen again and again and again. We forget that yeah. faith cometh by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing. Yes, sir. And allowing the word of God to assimilate as Dr. Price is saying now, this is yeah. seemingly her season uh, to really yeah. hone that word uh, uh, and to drill it into us to assimilate what God is saying and what God is speaking. Listen, so I trust again that you all are, are, are digesting this, that we are in an era, that we are in a dispensation where God's will will be done. We quoted, I kingdom come back, will be done. But most of us, we really don't mean that because as Apostle Holt said, God interrupts and we don't like the interruptions of God. We don't like when God comes in and 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 uh, and of course he doesn't ask. Of course he doesn't send warning. Uh he 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 doesn't uh prepare you. He comes in and he has a way of completely disrupting just obliterating what it is that you have planned most especially when it does not align with his will. And I love Absolutely. what you said. You said God's shutting down everything he's not interested in. Yes, sir. Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. Yes, now, sir. again, that's a hard pill, Dr. Apostle. Yes, a lot of people to swallow because the church has done really the body of Christ a disservice as it pertains to the word of faith movement, as it pertains to the name it and claim it, the blab it and grab it. As you already alluded to, we have made the Christian experience all about the Christian and excluding the Christ. So yes, we've sir. made the Christian experience about here. We've made it about here. We've been developing and equipping people for here, right? but we don't stay here. We leave here. Yes, we've sir. been taught to use our faith for things here, but not taught to use our faith for what God wants. Consider that contradiction. Consider that foolishness. That I'm gonna teach you to walk in faith, to believe for your house, to believe for your car, mm -hmm. to believe for your job, to believe for your race, to believe for your family and their health, believe you for, name it, name it, name it. But all of the things that are earthy decay, pass away, Well, don't follow, don't transfer into heaven. Heaven don't need money. Streets are translucent gold. Huh? You can see through the gold of the streets. Heaven yes, don't need no money. What you say? <laughs> right? <laughs> Clothes won't go. Cars won't go, etc. What does go? What goes is the works 
that follow. The Bible says in the book of Revelation, blessed are the dead who die in the Lord, for they do rest from their labors and mm -hmm. their works do follow them. What works? We have a responsibility for generational development. We're supposed to be developing the next generation of those who stay in the earth to continue God's work in the earth. Wow. That's our role. That's our role. That's our responsibility. We should be being trained that in our faith to center the mind of God and to operate with the boldness and the courage and the clarity, the confidence and the competence to speak unapologetically, to speak in authority, to speak for the king and to move in his power, mm -hmm. to move in his might, to move in his strength. That's what our faith should be uh, being centered in. And that's the kind of faith he's looking for. Jesus says, when the son of man comes, will he find will he faith, find faith on the in earth. the earth? Yes, sir. I don't think he's looking for the faith that can buy buildings. I don't think he's looking for the faith that can gather money. I don't think he's looking for the faith that can get a promotion. I don't think he's looking for the faith of the person who laid hands on that Maserati <laughs> and the Lord came through. Hey, glory. I don't think he's interested in none of that. I love it. I believe that the faith he's looking for is the faith of God itself. That's it. Right? That's it. So we've been, we have been preparing people to live here, mm -hmm. but we don't stay here. We need to be preparing people for a civilization that they don't own. Wow. Wow. And the standards of that civilization is set by the one who owns it. That's it. How many preachers put people in heaven? And I'm thinking, okay, sounds great. But what were the works of those people? Right. What was the product of those people? Right. Have those folks been producers of the king and producers of the kingdom? I know that's tough for us to ask. It's tough for us to process. It's hard to hear. But again, that's why an apostle has been sent. That's why a prophet has been sent to prepare the people for the coming of the Lord. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Wow. This has been powerful. You know what? I'm telling you, an hour goes by so fast. When God is talking, I'm telling you, <laughs> uh, this is cuffing season in the words of oh, Apostle Hope. This is cuffing season. This is the time. This is a season to boo up, not with flesh. All right. Not with carnality. We're not talking about bed hopping. Come on here. This is not a license for you to fornicate, for you to step out on your spouse. He's not talking about that foolishness. Let's grow up. Let's grow up. Come on. It's time for us to boo up with God, to yeah. think and to link with what it is he is endeavoring to manifest in the earth, to produce in the earth, to bring to fruition yeah. in the earth. This is the season, the time to submit to God, to connect and collaborate with other kingdom-like minded individuals. And I yes. would say this to some of you, this is the, the, this word here that Apostle Holt has, has delivered, this is a word to challenge some of you to, to graduate relationships. It's time for you to move to the next class, as it were, of relationship. You're, you're hanging with individuals who have the same mindset of you. You're not hanging around. You're not connected with people that challenge you, that provoke you to do better, that provoke you to move into the next realm of excellence. OK, so let this be the season where you perform inventory of your connections and come to the resolve of those relationships and connections that need be disconnected because Come they're on. no longer appropriate for where you are. They were appropriate for where you were and for who you were, but they're not appropriate. They're not adequate. They're not going to be beneficial for who God is evolving you into as it pertains to the next dimension and image of his son, Jesus Christ. So let Prophet, me, yes, sir. We keep trying to take our history into our destiny. Oh, all right. Hold on. Let, let, let me hit my bell. Let, let me hit my bell. <laughs> let me hit my bell. And I want you to say that again. Let me hit my bell. Yeah. Come on, sir. You said we keep trying to take our history into our destiny. Go ahead. We, we got a few minutes. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I'm just affirming what you were saying, that that mm. all of the relationships that we've been exposed to are not the necessary relationships we are to continue with. And I'm not talking about in covenant. If you're in covenant and you've got someone dragging their feet, if you've got someone who's not uh, enthralled, you've got to get on your face before the Lord himself and pray for the responsibility you have to that covenant. 
That's it. Especially, and I'm just going to give it to you, especially for those of us who got in covenant and we weren't supposed to and hooked oh, up with oh. somebody that God told us not to. And oh, now we're oh. hooked up and now we woke up and now we're ready to go. And now we're like, Lord, I got a rock on me. God, I got an anchor. God, I need to go. God, I love you and they don't. Hold on, player. You got in this without the destruction of God in the first place. So now you better intercede and get clarity for what God is saying and your responsibility to them. But for friendships, for old uh, uh, of those uh, situationships, all of that stuff that we need to let go. One of the one of the uh, I appreciate what you said. One of the best ways to get over your old days is to get hooked into people who live in different ways. When you get hooked into somebody who lives in a new way, has a new, uh, and when I say new way, I'm talking about in the ways of God, and they're pursuing God, and you will submit to and uh, allow them to have some accountability for you, that'll help you to make the transition. So yeah, we try to keep pulling our history into our destiny. We need to learn to cut it off. We need we need the gift of goodbye. So, Well, well, my God today. My God today. Listen, Apostle, we're getting ready to wrap it up. And again, I so yes, thank sir. you for sharing with me on tonight. But I I, I want to uh, throw out another statement that uh, Chief Prophet Tyler dropped, my God, on last week. And then I want to hear your thoughts, your comments on it. And then you give us your final comments uh, and we'll wrap it up. But here it is. Chief Tyler Price said, we need create powers, not Christians. In this time, in this era, now you come on, nobody but chief, <laughs> nobody but chief. She said in this era, in this year, in this dispensation, listen, we need yes, to create powers, not Christians. So share your, your thoughts on that and then give us your final commentary Man. and then we're going to do our best to close it up. <laughs> <laughs> you go you gonna drop that on me like that, huh? Yes, okay. sir. Yes, okay. sir. Drop it like it's hot. Thanks, bro. Um, I would say we were never supposed to create Christians. That the mind of God, Jesus never talked about Christians. He talked about the elect. He talked about the changed. He talked about those who follow. And those who follow, those who are the elect, think about what he said over us. Think about the powers that he gave us. Look at Mark chapter 16 and what he communicates about those who believe. What they can do, cast out demons, take up things and not be hurt. And nothing shall hurt them. Nothing shall hurt them. Nothing shall harm them, COVID. Nothing shall harm them. And how many believers are, are scared out of their minds about this, this weak stuff that's in the earth? My God. Anyway, people who are, we need to create powers. How can you connect with the God of the universe and not have the power of the God of the universe you connected to. Psalm 82, Psalm 82, verse six, God says, I said, you are God. And part of the issue we've had is a strip of our identity and the lack of our clarity. And so the strip of our identity and the lack of our clarity has these namby pamby, weak minded, weak mouthed, weak moving persons who have a confession of Christ, but don't understand the possession of the identity of Christ. He backed up from nothing. We are to back up from nothing. That's he it. swayed from, from no darkness. We aren't to sway from darkness. As a matter of fact, when we're filled really with the identity of him, the demons cry out because we show up. Well, So the creating of powers really is the creating of people who know the Lord for real and who have been converted to this Lord. That's what I'd say about that. So I agree 100%. 100%. Yeah. Any last words, anything that you want to highlight, underline, any last words, share with us. And then also let the people know, uh, those who may have just been introduced to you, how they can connect with you, what you're doing, uh, even there in Oregon, how they can connect with you on social media. Uh, so just last words and then share how we can connect with okay. you. Awesome. Thank you. Um, I would just reiterate, it is cuffing season. It's time to boo up, link up. Go all the way in. If you've been on the periphery, if you've been in indecision, if you've been in that space of, of insecurity or instability, or if you're still recovering from trauma and trial and trouble, I would say that the trauma was the intent of God to bring you to himself. The trauma was the intent of God to bring you to himself. Fully surrender, fully commit. Number two, get into and get connected to a ministry that is centering God. 
that is heaven to earth communication that's empowering you to think differently so that you know who you are. So you know who he is and you know who you are. And then thirdly, connect with like-minded believers. It is time to connect. This isn't the moment you want to be exposed. And the reason for all of that is because the king is coming. The king is coming. The sovereign acts of God are going to be manifest like never before. And for those who will link up, for those who will get in the space and grow and develop, be equipped for the work of the ministry, and those who will collaborate, this year and going forward is going to be amazing. It's going to be phenomenal to see the power of God, the promise of God, the purpose of God manifest. But for those who won't, it's going to be a very difficult time because God is not in those other spaces. He's not. If you go into the old halls to hear the sound, it is hollow. There's a hollowness in these other halls. There's a hollowness. There is a, 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 a light uh, communicate. It isn't, it isn't weighty. There isn't a glory. There isn't a depth. There isn't a power as you keep hearing. And some of you will know this. Some of you would say, amen, apostle. That is so true. I keep hearing the same stuff that I've heard over and over and over, and it no longer resonates. It no longer connects because God isn't there. He has moved. He has shifted. And what he has shifted to are the voices that are communicating his thoughts in the hour. And so I would encourage you to make that transition. 100%. I'm Apostle Stephen Holt, Kingdom Nation Church. We are on Facebook. You can connect with us on Facebook. You can connect with us on YouTube. And uh, very soon, you'll be able to join us in a facility here in the city of Portland. But the great thing about it is you can capture us uh, on Facebook no matter where you are. I know, Prophet, your reach is extensive and expanding and expansive. And so folks can tune in on and catch us. Uh, Sunday, we're Pacific time. So we're on the West Coast. Uh, so we're Pacific time. We start 1030s on Sundays and uh, we've just made an adjustment where I'm preaching first and we're worshiping second. Wow. So we're doing things a little wow. different. <laughs> well, I don't expect <laughs> nothing less from an apostle. Come on here. Doing things <laughs> out of the norm. Listen, I want you all to send the, those emojis, the hearts, the likes. Let's thank Apostle Dr. Stephen Holt Sr. for being with us on tonight. Truly, Thank you, buddy. we have had over the past, this makes the third week, we have had uh, uh, empowering conversation, prophetic dialogue, apostolic dialogue. It's time for us to make sure as the elect of God that we are tuning our ears to authentic voices, to those yeah. who are speaking for the deity of deities. They're not speaking for the fallen deities, the defeated gods, but they are speaking for the Lord Jesus Christ. And these type of conversations and dialogue help you to fine tune your hearing so yes, that sir. you are able to detect and determine and differentiate between all of the voices, including your own. And you're able Amen. to silence the voices that need be silenced. So, Apostle Holt, again, I thank you, sir. I love you sincerely. I want to encourage you all to give tonight. Yes, sir. Something you wanted to say? I'm sorry. No, no, no. It's mutual. Love oh, you, too. Bless you. I want to encourage you all to give, as I tell you every week, sow into the anointing and the vessel that's sold into you. C.T. Johnson Ministries will be sowing into this man of God. And I want to encourage you, especially if you've been challenged, if you if this word agitated you, if, <laughs> if it ruffled your feathers, you need so because God chastened, as Dr. Holt said, whom he loves. So the ways to give are there on the screen. And we have brought back our mobile giving. Our, uh, uh, you can give right from and through your cell phone. Just text the word give, G-I-V-E, text the word give to 54244. Or you can go to my website, ctjohnson.org and give securely there by clicking the donate button. You can give via cash app, dollar sign, CTJ Ministries, excuse me, or you can give via PayPal, paypal.me, Johnson Ministries. And again, you owe it to yourself to sow into the anointing and the vessel that sold into you. Again, share, 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 and share. And if you are anywhere in the, is it is, is Portland, Oregon, correct? Oh, you, you Portland, all are. Oregon. If you are anywhere in Portland, Oregon, you want to connect to Kingdom Nations, stay connected, get connected. So especially when they enter into their facility, you can get there locally. But in the meantime, you want to catch this man of God 
via Facebook. I'm telling you, you already know what you're going to get as it pertains to word. You know the level of word. You're going to get filet mignon, all right? You're not going to get some cheap burger from the dollar store. And then it's powerful, potent worship led by his wife and his daughter. And I'm telling you, so you need to connect to this man of God. I encourage you to sow. And as I tell you every week, have an empowering rest of the week. Make it productive, Amen. all right? And this is the era. This is the dispensation where it's about God. It's not about you. I've, I've been telling you, the Lord told me in as we entered into 2021, we will either comply or die. There's no right. longer a middle ground, gray area. You're either going to comply with the will of the sovereign or you're going to experience right. death in every aspect of your life. All right. He is not Amen. negotiating anymore. The, the come let us reason together time is gone. The sovereign is doing what only the sovereign can do. And you either don't be found on the side of his opponents. All right. Don't be found. Not a good place. On the side. Not a good place at all. All right. Again, I love you, Apostle Hope. Thank you so much. Well, I know you were empowered and challenged to think critically, having developed a better understanding of today's subject from God's perspective. Remember to email me your empowering points to admin at ctjohnson.org or post them in our Facebook group, A Biblical Perspective Podcast. I look forward to hearing from you. Also, visit the show notes in the podcast description to learn more about our guests, their ministry and products, as well as other pertinent information regarding the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Know that I greatly appreciate every listener. Consider partnering with CTJM International and a Biblical Perspective podcast. Enable us to continue empowering lives around the world. Go to ctjohnson.org slash partnership and sow your best seed today. Tune in next time as I continue to empower your thinking from God's perspective. Be empowered. Thank you so much for joining me today on a Biblical Perspective podcast. Did today's episode empower you? If so, rate and subscribe to the podcast at cpnshows.com, Apple Podcast, or wherever you listen. To learn more about me and C.T. Johnson Ministries International, visit the website at ctjohnson.org or text the letters CTJM to 855 855- 686-1201. Also, connect with me on Instagram and Twitter at CTJMINTL and Facebook at CT Johnson Ministries. Tune in next time as I continue to empower your thinking from God's perspective. Be empowered.